following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. Who's back? I'm Leo. That's Mario. The heel, 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 Oh, that's right. This is the Corey Graves fans. <laughs> if you missed anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes sounds like you want to be fancy Apple Podcasts. Tune on the Mesca app, LowTrader.com, Stitcher, Spotify. Also, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. Leave us a five-star frost slash rating review. Comments, grievances, bury either one of us. It'll most likely be Leo or me. Or maybe Sam, because he's not here. He's not, Again? <laughs> I mean, he's not on Zoom chat, oh, bro. He could, be, he could be like the David Otunga of the of the Lucha Outsider show. Like, you know he's there, but he's just never on TV. <laughs> no? What up to everybody, by the way? Yes, we knew the, the mics were on. That's why when we went on, you heard, ah, ah. Anyway, uh, so we're here. There's a lot of wrestling going on. There's a lot of crazy stuff. What up to the people that are here with us on the chat and the people that listen to us on the podcast version of the show. Uh, thank you for everybody for tuning in. Dale, Mario. What do we got to talk about? Nothing, right? Okay, bye. No, no, no. Oh, hold on. Give me a minute first. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Because I didn't do this in the last episode. <laughs> Give me a minute. Hashtag is rebel time. Oh, that tastes so good. Can I open, can I open What's my, up, Leo? It's I, been a while. I'm going to open my hub. Purified water time. We're good. I'm good. Why are you so, why do you have to be so like bootleg with your shit? Because I looked over here to see like the time that we're starting, right? And I just had a piece of water. So I was like, boom, purified water. Uh, dude, we're here. There's a lot of stuff going on, man. There's some crazy stuff. I've been watching some uh, some lists. Uh, you know, that's what I watch nowadays. Right. And I was actually watching um, about the G1, um, which is perfect because that's what you posted about this morning did you watch yeah it? talking about the talking like about that, right? the g1 you like that, right okay. right let's give a big congratulations to kota bushi two uh, th- time two time two time back to back dose uh g1 climax winner i feel for sonata because mm-hmm. i really wanted sonata to win yeah but i do hope that even with him losing the final, mm. this leads to him getting pushed in New Japan and more in a top level role yeah. with the company. But um, I'm happy for Kota Ibushi and 
you know, it, it, going into Wrestle Kingdom 15, which they did make the announcement that Wrestle Kingdom 15 will be a two-night event. That's Too good. big for just one night, mm-hmm. just like they did last year. Um, This could uh lead to maybe Kota Ibushi finally winning the the big one. Cause and and that's the thing, like so so people just look at and say, oh my god, he lost, right? Right. No, you know, especially in wrestling, a, a loss does not mean that you go down in the card. A loss does not mean that you know you're you're an afterthought. Um, it means that they believe enough in you to put you in that role for you to actually be a part of this. Um, and then you know now we got to see where we go from here. You know, New Japan has never shied away from pushing guys, and and they've never been afraid, especially with the G1, you know, to have heels versus heels, faces versus faces. Um, And I think that's that's a perfect way for you to be able to see, okay, let me see the pop, or let me hear the pop. You know what I was watching the other day? I was watching, uh, um, like, all the different uh, iterations of Jericho. Right. Okay. Do you remember when he beat Triple H with the fast three count from Earl Hebner? That was technically that was the first time he won the title, but then they uh, Earl Hebner reversed the. Well, the, not you know, the not Earl Hebner. Um, Shane and, and uh, Stephanie changed the the ending. Yeah, but the ref was Earl Hebner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ref was so. What happened with that is the pop that that instance got. The fans wanted it, bro. Of course. So, so now when you put when you look at it, right? When you look at, at this final, right? When you look at Ibushi and, and winning it for the for the next time, and you look at Sonata being there, hey, you have people invested. So now that actually comes to tell you that people want to see Sonata on their TV. People want to follow him. People are are, are going to be emotionally invested in him. And I've been saying this for years. I think Sonata's a superstar. Um I've been a big fan of him in the, in recent years and I yeah. just I just want him to finally get that moment, you know. And I'm not necessarily saying that it has to be for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, but one of my criticisms right now is I think they need to separate the titles like IC mm-hmm. Championship and, you know, Naito's a double champion, which is cool, but yeah. he needs to really start defending that title uh single, more often. meaning like <laughs> I don't want him to defend the titles as a package. He needs yeah. to like start Defending like the IC championship. I mean, maybe they might do something this year at Wrestle Kingdom where on night one he defends the IC championship and then night two night he'll two. defend uh-huh. I see what the, you did there. The, <laughs> the heavyweight championship. They might do that, you know, because I think the initial idea of that, I think that's what he wanted to do. He didn't want to defend the titles as a package. He no. wanted to defend the titles separately. Well, and, and that's what you need to do because what happens is this. I and I'm all for, you know, champion versus champion because, you know, once in a lifetime and all the other stuff, unless you're John Cena and The Rock, and that's twice in a lifetime. But um, <laughs> when you when you look at it, right, we right. Need, we, you need to separate the two because then it kind of takes away, like, whatever you're trying to do with the one, you know? Like, you know, world title IC, who's the second one? The IC. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, you know, IC or tag team, tag team, who's the second one? The tag team, because you you always focus on the on the on the main star and the guy coming up. So I'm all for you know having different championships, but you can have different feuds going on at the same time for that title. You know, right. 
Uh, well, now now that Kota Bushi did win the the G one, Jay White that actually beat him in the tournament, he got a win over Kota Bushi. Now he's making the claim saying that he wants a a shot at the briefcase, which he'll eventually Kota Bushi eventually get. So the rumored yeah. matches at Power Struggle, which is one of the major events right before Wrestle Kingdom, we'll see Kota Bushi versus Jay White uh, for that uh, Wrestle Kingdom fifteen um, briefcase. Yeah, no, and and that's the thing too, you know, like. You can weave in and out all these storylines, you know. Uh, you you can have, yeah. You know what? I uh, you know the only loss that I had throughout the whole G one was to Jay White, you know, or the whole loss. And again, you weave that into your storytelling, and I right. think that that's one of the things that that we're missing a lot nowadays is that short sightedness. You know what I mean? Like, hey, whatever happened? You know what I mean? Like, whatever happened to this guy? Didn't they have a feud? Didn't they have something going on? Didn't Stone Cold stun Jeff Jarrett and made fun of him? Why couldn't you keep going with that storyline? You know? Mm -hmm. So, but no, I like it. And uh, by the way, uh, what you guys are seeing on the screen is right from our Lucha Outsiders on Instagram and Facebook. You guys can follow us everywhere at Lucha Outsiders. Don Mario. All right, let's address the elephant in the room because your boy was at the collective last week. Where's Sam? Oh, no. No? no, not not that. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So your boy was at the collective last week. So you got COVID? No. See, see what? See, that's, that's your problem. You're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. You're turning into Sam. Sorry, sorry. So your boy was in the Indianapolis, and nice. I instantly messaged you. I think it was the first day I was there, and I'm like, bro, mm -hmm. this place is in the middle of nowhere, and your boy does not look like he belongs no, out here. No, 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 no. What part of what part of Mexico are you from? No, sorry. What? It, it was just. It was really in the middle of nowhere. Like it was like fields and shit. It yeah. wasn't like in downtown Indy. Well, m Mr. Uh, Mr. Rated R, that's what happens when you leave the metropolitan area. You know. <laughs> right. But, but uh, you know, for the most part, everyone was nice. Everybody uh, that I did see out there, mm -hmm. um, they did follow guidelines. So nice. was I shocked to see that uh, the reports are coming that people testing positive for COVID, um, both the wrestlers and fans? Mm -hmm. No, but from what i did see at least in the actual venue because the venue the venue was actually pretty cool it looked yeah. like from the outside it looked like a school but then when you're in the inside mm -hmm. it was kind of like a it was like a like arena type gimmick yeah was it, it was, was a really it that, cool venue was it that picture that you posted up with like yes. the, the yellow steps there you go see production yes. on point baby uh it's actually on the screen though the the so, marion <laughs> county fairgrounds and event center yeah so in the inside, and, and by the way, the I'm sorry, I'm sorry. By the way, thank you, Sammy Suplex, for liking the post. Let me see, he's following the page at least. Go, Dale. <laughs> oh man, I mean, it's not like Sam listens to the podcast anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, he didn't even listen to the podcast when he was on it. So I mean, <laughs> no, but he's listening. <laughs> we love you, Sam. So I was. I was like, all right, you know, there's some people that test the positive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it is what it is. Um, some wrestlers actually went on their Twitter saying that they tested positive. I took a test yeah. this past week and I tested negative, so I don't have COVID. Nice. But uh, overall, let's like remove the COVID uh, numbers, yeah. you know, from Indy aside. You know, overall, the whole weekend was pretty cool. Besides the area that was at, and not mm -hmm. saying that there was nothing wrong with the area, it was just in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it was only like a 10 minute Uber ride from my hotel. Like I literally 
was only there at the venue for yeah. the wrestling shows and went back to the room. That's all I did. Nice. You know, um, if I wasn't in my if I was in my room, I was wearing my mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only time I took off my mask was um, in my actual room. And I kind of stayed away from people. Uh, I no, did see some you? familiar faces. I, <laughs> you? I did see some familiar faces yeah. that I know from out here that I'll say what's up to, but then that's it. But besides that, I really didn't talk to much people because mm. one, I really don't like wrestling fans, and two, I don't <laughs> like people. So I, I kind of try to be standoffish unless, like, I go with a group of people yeah. or, like, let's say we've been to wrestling shows or Sam and I have been to wrestling shows. And, and or, sometimes like, people take that know, as conceited, you know, and, and that's not it, right. It's not about, dude, it's not about being conceited or anything. It's just yeah. like, I, I've touched on this multiple times on the show. Wrestling fans are their own worst enemy. And unless I like hanging out with like friends that I actually do know, like whether it's the heel marks or, or whoever I'm with, yeah. like, I, I trust you guys. Like, I trust being with y'all. Like, I could chill with y'all. And I can't say that about a lot of fucking wrestling fans because mm-hmm. a lot of wrestling fans are fucking annoying or yeah. they're just too much. I, I can't. I, I'd rather be in a little corner or somewhere isolated to myself, enjoying what I'm watching in the ring, and that's it. Because, again, th- that's at the end of the day. And what up to Jose Gonzalez, the Ricans of Wrestling, and everybody that's here with us. What up, Jessica Hoffman? Um, at the end of the day, and 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 I'm okay with you know us sitting down and talking about what's going on in the match or what's going on in the event or what's going on in soccer or what's going on in whatever we're watching. But if you want to have a conversation about the flowers blooming in October, right, in, in South America, I really don't care. Like I'm watching a wrestling show. Like you wanting to have a conversation about the stuff that you want to have a conversation about is taken away from what I paid money to sit down and watch, to sit down and see, you know what I mean? Like, it's cool. You know, we we could talk afterwards. We could talk before, but, and, and I think that it, it goes back to when you are there, right? People think that I'm supposed to be the show. No, it's like, if you've ever been to, to let's say a Broadway play, right? There's people that get kicked out of Broadway plays for talking. There's people that get kicked out for their phone going off. Why? Because you are not the show. The show I, is the show. You know what? It, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, this one specific moment, and it was during Bloodsport. Yeah. Um, I believe it was the finals of the women's uh, one-night tournament. I believe it was Lindsay Snow versus uh, Allison Kay. Mm-hmm. Right. And during that match now, see the blood sport vibe, especially when it comes to fans, it's kind of like an actual fight. Like, okay. you know, whether you're watching boxing yeah, yeah. or like UFC or something like the fans only pop for big moves. Besides that, the fans are really kind of like quiet. It's kind of like a new Japan crowd in many ways. Mm-hmm. Like the, the fans are just focused on what's actually happening in the ring. And they only react to big moves yeah. instead of like reacting to everything, which that's the way so it should there was be. one jackass <laughs> in the crowd that I could tell that he was a little bit loaded yeah. and Keep talking. he started like cheering for Allison K, but just being very loud and, and obnoxious about it. And that led to the only time all weekend, there was three nights of wrestling, right? Four shows a day. And the only time all weekend, he got to shut the fuck up chant. That was the only time I heard this chant. Uh, okay. Uh, Leo's having some issues. All right. So, yeah, that was the only time that I actually heard that chant. And 
you would think because it's an in the it's pretty much it was kind of like a WrestleMania of the Indies here. So you think you would hear more like obnoxious chants like that, but you really didn't get that. You really didn't get that for the most part. I'll say like the fans were very um respectful like they weren't really trying to put themselves over obviously you still see in the crowd some fans that are being a little bit too much but even with those fans they still wasn't trying to like kind of take no. away from what was happening in the ring but it, it, it kind of goes back to when we talk about full sale right and by the way i told people to let us know their craziest fan stories hey let us know because you know what those people need to get called out anyway it's kind of like full sale right it's good and it's bad why because, well, because i hate full sale you, <laughs> i really do at the end of the day, right? Shout out to Jose from the Regans of Wrestling because yeah. I know he's been there or whatever. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's you, Jose. I'm not saying you because you no, seem no. like a cool fan. But, but okay. man, the full sale crowd is so cringe. Let, let me let me put it this way. If you say that you're not that fan, then that means you're that fan, right? Why? Because both you and I, and I'm pretty sure Jose and everybody that listens to us, can actually sit down and say, you know what? I'm here to watch the show. I'm here to enjoy the show. I'm here to, to, and, and at the end of the day, what, what it is, is you going somewhere to forget about all the other shit that's happening in your life. That's what right. wrestling, that's what soccer, that's what rock, anything that you watch and listen and you enjoy is for you to disconnect, right? So now, those fans don't know that they're being obnoxious. Why? Because they're only focusing on me. Me, 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 me. Me. And me, I bring me. this up every time. The guy with the John Cena outfit at a, at a, was it Ring, Ring of, of Honor? Honor? Yeah. At a Ring guy, of Honor the, the show. Guy that, the guy that I made uh, everyone from the Hammerstein Ballroom start saying, fuck that guy chant. The, the, okay. The chant okay. That <laughs> so so let, let's, let's break that down, right? So you have a Ring of Honor show. Yes. Yes. Ring of Honor. Yes. It's a very indie, it's a very indie smart mark IWC crowd. A very hot crowd, if you will. And it oh, and, and by the way, in the middle of fucking New York City. So Exactly. So <laughs> you know, right? You know that if you woke up that day, because we all do this, right? You stand in front of your closet and you look at okay. I'm going to go watch a soccer game. What should I wear? I actually get kind of mad a little bit because I don't have a wrestling shirt on, and, and I didn't do this in front I don't of my have one this either, morning. bro. Don't but what I'm saying that. is this. You stand in front of your closet, right? And you say, okay, what do I feel like wearing today, right? Like sometimes I mix it up. I wear wrestling shirts to soccer shows, and I wear soccer shows to wrestling shows. Anyway, so but that guy actually made the decision to put on, <laughs> first of all, to buy a ticket to go watch Ring of Honor, then he made a decision to go ahead and pick out the John Cena shorts because I don't think they sell those at Walmart. The John Cena shirt, the headband, the armband, the socks, those whatever sneakers he had on, and the title belt. Not the, not the big gold one, but the spinner one. People hate that as it is. So in other words, what did you think there... Uh, Maximus, I don't know what the fuck his name was, but what do you think? People were gonna like, oh, yo, you're cool. You're that one guy that wears WWE merch to a Ring of Honor show. No, stupid. You knew that the second you walked in, people were gonna, they were gonna, their attention was gonna be on you. Okay, so but don't be that fucking you know, guy. But, but you know, 
people, especially like in the wrestling community, wrestling fans, they're, they're too busy trying to be known, I guess, you know, like I, I but, even saw it. I even saw it in indie with some people like, yeah. like, I don't know. People get like, I don't know, like excited over that, like being known, like they, they want to like, you're not a, you're not a wrestling fan. You're not a. I mean, you're not a wrestler. You're not a talent. You're not, you know, whatever. I don't give a shit who you follow or. Tell, tell me, what. tell me the the biggest wrestling fan in the world. I don't know exactly. How do you know about Rosenberg? Because he's a radio DJ that happens right. to like wrestling. Mm-hmm. How do you know about Pat McAfee? Because he's a football player that yeah. likes wrestling. Right. How do you know Snoop Dogg? Because he's a rapper that likes wrestling. There mm-hmm. is no famous wrestling fan. Right. So stop doing that shit. Yeah. Sit your ass down. Watch the show. Enjoy it for what it is. The second that you start to to want to produce the show, motherfucker, you're not part of the production meeting. You're not part of setting up the lights. You're not part of anything. You paid a ticket just like I did. And you know what? That actually bothers me. Oh, man, rant. That actually bothers me. Because if I pay, right, to be there, I want to enjoy the fucking show. I don't care about your wife and kids. I don't care right. about, you know, hey, my mom's making me move out. Yeah, motherfucker, because you showed up with John Cena shirts to a fucking Ring of Honor show. You should get kicked out by your mom or a roommate, whatever you call her. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Jessica Hoffman says, uh, was at house show in Rhode Island with some good friends, and these two nut jobs. These two nutjob girls sneaked into the back area of the arena and tried to go into the ex's dressing room. They got caught by security and their ticket was torn up. What did you expect? Like, I want to know. Like, what went through your mind? Like, oh, we're going to sneak in. And the second that Shawn Michaels sees me, oh, my God, we're going to get married. <laughs> like, no, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, so overall, I think the collective... <laughs> Overall, I think the collective was a win. Uh, I really enjoyed it was, myself. But it was because you need to have shows. Again, how do these wrestlers make money? By being in front of people. How do they sell merch? In front of people at the indie shows, selling their merch, uh, you know, doing the photo ops and all that stuff, especially independent talent, because at least with, with talent that, you know, are signed to some of these major companies. They don't necessarily have to uh, no, they worry. Could, about they could just that. go on Twitch and get their shit taken right. away. Or, well, <laughs> WWE now is taking a cut out of this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, overall, I think the collective was a cut. win. And and what what I like about the collective and what GCW did here is, I, I was thinking about this like all weekend that I was out there, and I'm like, wow, man, this is pretty cool because you have not only GCW but all these other independent promotions like Black Lake Pro and Freelance mm-hmm. Wrestling out of Chicago, and um, what's another one? The Glory Pro. Yeah. There were so many different 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 promotions. Um, I was out there. And you had different talent, not only independent talent, but like, for example, Joey Janelle Spring Break, mm-hmm. right? You saw Orange Cassidy there. You saw Marco Stunt there. And obviously they're signed with AEW, including Joey Janelle and stuff. Yeah. And then on Bloodsport, you had John Moxley that was in the main event. And mm-hmm. then um, and some of these other promotions that worked at the collective, like Black Label Pro and stuff, you had Ethan Page and you had the Rascals and, and, you know, looking at this, I'm looking at the collective as a whole and all these different shows, and I'm like, wow, you know, in many ways, 
this is what all in was because all course. in the initial the initial idea of all yeah. in was having all these different promotions right like uh ring of honor new japan impact wrestling mlw all these different promotions to come together as a collective right mm-hmm. to produce all in now granted then the bucks and cody had a yeah. strong financial backer in tony khan and then kind of the essence of what all in was originally you know kind of mm-hmm. the, the foundation of that mm-hmm. kind of changed in the progress and now you have all elite wrestling which no knock on AEW, i love AEW, yeah. but Kind of the initial thought of what a what a necessarily was all in kind of changed, of right? Course. The, the essence so, of it, yeah. The essence of all in, right? Mm-hmm. The essence of all in that ended up becoming AEW kind of changed, which yeah. is fine. Things change, but the collective, they, I see the collective, and I see GCW. They, they've kind of become like this promotion that. It doesn't matter what company you work for, unless it's WWE, because they don't allow that. But like, whether it's AEW, New Japan, mm. Impact Wrestling, MLW, NWA, it doesn't matter what promotion you work for. You could kind of go there and wrestle other people, not only in the indie scene, but also in other promotions. Bro, you you know the the, the way that I see this, right? And by the way, what up to our boy Ben Cliff from uh, Stoke on Trent? By the way, that's actually the name of the city, Stoke on Trent. Just saying, there's like three words for one city. It's okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Uh, but what, the way I see it is this. You're not going to sit there and watch soccer, right? On uh, uh, New, York's, New York Red Bull versus, I don't know, Inter FC, whatever, right? Because you don't care about those guys. And I'm not saying you don't care about those guys, but they're not in your neck of the woods, right? But every four years... You have a World Cup. So every four years, those players, if they're good, then they're going to get called up to the national team. Then they're going to go and play in the World Cup, right? Turn that over into wrestling. You can have a guy wrestling out in North Dakota, right, where he's really good. Eventually, he's going to get signed by one of these indies, right? And then he can make it to the World Cup, if you will, which is the collective. That's the way that I see it. That's the way when we were talking about All In, that's what had me the most excited for was, and, and I've always been about this, it's not how much you can make on your own. And you out of everybody know this because I've been telling you this ever since we, we met the first time. And I think this is the first time I'm going to say it on the air. To me, the more you know, the more I know, the more we know, right? So the whole idea of All In was awesome. It was perfect. It was good. Now, you had money come in. That took it from being an independent show where now you know what? You're kind of not an independent show anymore. But why don't we keep doing this collective thing? This collective thing right. should, should happen every three or four months. Take it to different cities. Take it to Chicago. Take it to Philly. Take it to New York. By the way, if you guys are going to do it, 5% cut to us will be awesome. Uh, but but you said, <laughs> well, we said it here first. I, I mean, Brett Lauderdale's a good guy, but I don't think that's No, but, but what I'm saying, that's what you, that's what you should be doing. Right. And you know what? If we need to send them a message and we need to help out with the logistics to bring it here, dude, that's what we need to do as wrestling well, I think, fans. I think... I think best case scenario, right? What I, because th- I think the collective out in Indy was such a win for them. I, this is what I see happening. What mm-hmm. I see happening is 
when we hit some type of normalcy again yeah. where wrestling shows are starting to happen a little bit more frequently i think there's going to be two collectives a year i think there's going to nice. be a collective wrestlemania weekend wherever that ends up being the rumor is now tampa because it's probably not going to happen in la yeah, yeah. you're going to get a collective there and then i wouldn't be surprised if we get a, a collective like we just had right now every year in indy because mm. i think overall because some people that i've talked to Brett was like really sold on this idea. And I think they even they did. They posted something on their social media where the city of Indianapolis, Marion County or whatever, they like acknowledge these three days to be like kind of like the home or like the Mm -hmm. days of independent wrestling or something. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if next year they have it again out there hey like, I, like I'll, I'll around go with you. like these dates I, I, I would not be surprised if they just take three days like the second weekend but, of october or whatever it is right and they go out there every single year but i, I but would not a, be surprised but that's the thing and you know what what was wrestlemania before wrestlemania one an idea right what was royal rumble before royal rumble one an idea <laughs> what was it? What was AEW before? Oh no, that was all in. <laughs> no, but okay, but 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 what was all in? An idea. <laughs> an idea. An idea. Yeah. You know, and and again, and you're gonna fail 100 percent of the time. You don't take your shot. That's the way that I right. see it, right? And and shit, this is coming from a guy who's done FIFA tournaments, and I've had pe- like over 60 people show up. So hey, <laughs> and I'm nobody. But what I'm saying is this. At, Independent wrestling, what it was to what it is, is night and day. Why? Because there was no social media. Back in the territory days, there was no social media. Back in the territory days, you needed at least three days for you to get breaking news if it wasn't over the phone. Why? Because you needed to send a letter. You needed to send a telegraph. You needed this. You needed that. Again, nowadays, it happens. Boom. It's up. You took a picture of the ring, right? Your first time in a long time, mandatory ring view shot. That was up in seconds. What up to the Philly Cowboy who loved that? And you know, you you know, inside in inside story, real quick. And thank so you to Tone the, for also liking the post. <laughs> I, I when I did that picture, right? Yeah. I normally like number it, right? Yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, I'm not gonna one. take a picture for every show that I go to if it's the one. same ring. <laughs> like I, I wasn't gonna do that. The only time I took another one, I think, was right for Bloodsport because they took like the robes down and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I was like. Yeah, man, you know, I could do one for every show, but so check this out. So there was 12 shows over the weekend, but I only attended nine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Only nine, Mario, only nine, only only nine. And and I know that's still a lot. Right. But (laughs) the initial thought on Sunday was like I was going to do all all four shows. Yeah. Like that was the initial idea. Like um, the first day I got there, I missed the first show, which was a. The Jimmy Lloyd show. I missed that because okay. I got there late. You know, like not late, but I got there not in time to watch it. No, and, so and things first... change and things change. So, dale. right. And I think the first show that I, I attended for the, the first day was a uh, Southern Underground Pro, which is Sup. Yeah, okay. it's called Sup. Nice. And then Sup. the second day, I wanted to By do By the way, can, can I just say like an old man, like my son came the other day and was like, hey, dad, that's simp. I was like, what the hell is simp? Oh my god, I feel old. 
So the second day, I missed Effie's show, so I just did, the, like, the last three. Yeah. So then my initial idea was, like, all right, I'm going to do all four shows on Sunday. Yeah. So I got there uh, around 11-something for Black Label Pro. The show started at 12. And then after Black Label Pro, I'm like, dude, I need a fucking nap. <laughs> so, like, I'm sure all the women from Shimmer did a phenomenal job <laughs> in their in their show. But I was like, I need to go take a nap before Bloodsport. Yeah. Like, I really need to. Because I was going to stay for Bloodsport. And then their last show, was, which was the Paradigm show, I was yeah. going to watch that. Then check this out. So I did those two shows, right? Then afterwards, I went back to the room, took a shower, got all my shit together, went straight to the airport because I didn't get back to the room until like almost three. My flight was at seven. So I went, to, I just went to the room, took a shower, got all my shit together, mm-hmm. went to the fucking airport, and then was just sitting there for like, two two and a half hours and i kind of took a nap and then i slept my whole ride to the airport landed back in jersey like around nine uh a little bit before nine got home took a shower again and then took a nap for an hour before i went to work and this is all for the love of wrestling yeah and dude dude at the end of the day we do some crazy stuff right yeah yeah. <laughs> whether it's for wrestling, whether it's for soccer, whether it's for whatever we like, right? But at the end of the day, it's that is what we like. So again, you decided to go to Indianapolis and make the best of the collective. Yeah. What I don't like is people that didn't go shit on it. Oh, but dude, you're gonna you're always gonna get that. You know why? Because because people are stupid. People don't want to support independent wrestling, and there's so much talent out there. I support right, independent wrestling that that really need to have like people need to have their eyes on because they're the Mario. future. Whether they get signed to the WWE or AEW or end up going to New Japan, some of them already have done like you know some uh, appearances in other promotions. Like like this is the future, and I think if you're a fan of professional wrestling, like why not support an independent? But but that's the problem. Okay. Again, let, let's take a look at, at social media, like that stupid wrestling fan we were talking about, right? Just because you have access to social media where you can post something doesn't mean you're supposed everything, okay? But, that, but, that, but that's, but Leo, that's the world we live in, not only just in wrestling, but in but, general. Everybody has a fucking opinion. Okay, Everybody but, has but you, know, say, you, which, you know what I've been... fine, yeah. but... What like the, I guess what I don't get about people is like if I don't like someone, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't if I don't like someone, why would I follow them? If yeah, I don't yeah. watch a certain thing, why would I have an opinion? Zach, on it? Zach like, Aber Jr. I don't talk about Zach Aber Jr. I know and don't. I don't even think he's terrible in the I ring. Know. I'm just not a fan of his. I know. But like it, I just if I don't like something, why would I focus my energy yeah. on something I don't like? And you know who they are. There's a of bunch course. of people people that follow our page. That always got something negative to say, but yet you're making a comment about it. So why are yeah. you focusing your energy on that? And and you know what? And unfortunately, it has to do with the algorithm and all the other stuff. But at the end of the day, you know what? If you keep seeing on your social media something negative, then just unfollow that person. I unfollow like seven different people within the last two days. Because I got tired of every post was like, I hate wrestling. I hate this. I hate that. Well, you know what? 
I hate your hate hatiness. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like, stop. You know what I mean? There's already enough negative shit in the world. And and this is what I'm talking about, you know, with independent wrestling. I support it in the sense that I'm not going to talk bad about it because I haven't been, right? I can talk about the things that I've been to. I can talk about, you know, things that I've been to and I've enjoyed. The show that we went to in, in Massachusetts, which we took a two and a half hour drive to go out there. Again, it was Connecticut. Yeah, there you go. But it was on like that side of Connecticut. <laughs> but, but we took the drive out there. You know what I mean? And 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 even in that show, you had some shady characters there. But you know what? We took the time to go out there. We took the time. And I think now, and, and people always say, now you should do it. If you weren't doing it before, you should do it now. Kind of like a sales pitch. This is not a sales pitch. Shit has changed since January to now. The last 10 months have been unheard of right now let me put it to you this way we've all heard stories about uh, stone cold getting on a truck and driving all throughout the loop you know that they talk about we talked about you know uh rick flair you know going to different cities and spending all his money because he wanted to look good for the city and we you know we've heard about chris jericho going to different countries you know what it's harder now because at least back then you had territories. At least back then you had different companies that were set up to run weekly shows. A lot of these indies, they run one show a month. One show a month. So now if your sole income is that one show a month, and now you haven't had 10 shows throughout the year, where's that money coming from? Where's that money coming from for the performer, for that wrestler that wants to keep going? If you guys do not, Go to these shows and, and actually support. You're not going to have your Daniel Bryans. You're not going to have, your, you know, guys that have been your Kevin Owens that have been through the system. Right. Hey, uh, I traveled six hours to Scotland to go watch an ICW show. It was awesome. Our boy Ben Cliff. You got to go. You got to go. And that's what at the end of the day, you know what? If you if you didn't do it before COVID, you have to do it after COVID. If there's yep. a show in your area, just go check it out. <clears throat> just go and check it out. That's all you got to do. But you know what? And, and if you don't, and this is just like voting, if you don't, then you can't bitch and moan about it a year from now. You can't bitch and moan about there is no good new talent in the WWE or AEW or New Japan. You know what? Because you didn't support your independent wrestling company down the hall from you. Where that AJ Lee or where that Black Machismo or where any of these guys can come out of, and then five years from now they could entertain you. Mm -hmm. So there you go. That's my rant. I'm out. Go peace. Uh, go all right, let's talk about AEW. Oh, if you missed anything on the collective, yeah. you if you weren't able to go, definitely check out the shows on the fighter. Yes. That's the last thing on the collective. Yes. Uh, let's talk about AEW real quick um, before we get into some WWE draft stuff, which we're probably going to uh, touch on a lot. Do we have to. Let's, yeah, we have to because we got to bury it. But, <laughs> so uh, really quick on um, AEW, they had an anniversary show this past week. And I don't know, dude, it just didn't feel that big to me. No, like, I think like before we do the that, 30 we... years of Jericho show felt like a bigger show compared to this one. I actually have that up on the screen. That's why I want to talk about it. <laughs> so, so we had got a it. Jericho and MJF segment. They kind of like teased that they were like, you know, gonna have a match but instead next week they're gonna have a steak dinner 
uh, Ortiz, I believe, uh, said that he doesn't want and we don't want MJF in the in the inner circle. Mm-hmm. But then Jericho kind of told him to hush. Um, this has to lead to MJF eventually turning on Jericho, right? It has to. It has to because, and I don't need it today. Right. Let's put it that way. I don't need it today. Have them have that steak dinner. Have them, you know, throw shade at each other as they're walking away. You know what I mean? Have them, you know, have MJF go into another feud. I don't need that today. I'm okay right. with the, with those long, drawn-out, you know, little quips here and there. You know, a little stare down here and there. A little, oh, my God, did they just cross paths? That's what we need, you yeah. know? In, in the era of now and, and it's too late, Right, because basically that's what the era that we live in now. I think if you focus on what made things work, again, history repeats itself. By the way, I was watching uh, Dark Side of the Ring with um, the Montreal Screwjob. Okay, and uh, Jim Cornette was talking about something that happened in 1928 about a guy having his trainer bite him. And then taking yeah, the title the original, off a guy. It was the original screw job. Yeah, yeah. F- fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, no, you didn't come up with that. You just happened to read about it. You know what I mean? Like people trying to take credit for it. Just saying. That's what I was watching this week. But uh, with, with Jericho and MJF, I need, on the mic, just let them talk for the next year. Just let them talk. That's must watch TV, both of them on my screen. I don't need them to fight. You do the whole Jericho Owens thing, you know? Right. Are they fighting? Are they not fighting? Are they friends? Are they not friends? You know? I'm okay with that. So, yeah, it's a tease. Let's see where that steak dinner goes. All right. Uh, next week, they, the the AEW World Title Number One Contendership Tournament starts. Uh, the matches so far, well, the first round matches we got, uh, which this is going to be fucking amazing. You got uh, Penta versus Phoenix. Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela, mm-hmm. Coca Banner versus Hangman Page, Warlow versus Jungle Boy. I think when it comes to if we're if we're doing like the whole block thing, like yeah. the A block, right? Yeah. I, I think the fact that as much as I love Joey, he's not being Kenny Omega. So Kenny Omega's no. winning. But the fact that we're gonna get on AEW television at some point, Kenny Omega versus Phoenix or Penta is fucking nuts, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm tuned in. I want to know what's going on. On the on the. B block side. <laughs> you have a uh, Coca Banner versus Hangman Page. Hangman Page is winning. No disrespect to Colt. And then when it comes to Jungle Boy or Warlow, it could go either or. I'm gonna go say I'm gonna say that Warlow's taking it, and I think Hangman Page is gonna beat Warlow. Mm-hmm. And I see Kenny Omega winning the A block side, and then at full gear we're gonna get Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. This has to lead to this match. But are are you gonna waste? The time, like, okay, I know you want to you want to do that match, right? But is right. there any way that you can build other storylines? This is what I think. I, this is what I think you're trying to say, Leo. Dale. We didn't need to see this tournament to get this match. Yeah, basically, that's what you're trying to say. But I, I, and this is where I will counter that. Mm-hmm. I've been saying it since John Moxley won the title. Yeah. If there's anyone that's going to defeat John Moxley for that title, it should be Kenny Omega. If this leads to a Kenny Omega and John Moxley match, because it brings it full circle, it brings it full circle. Because mm-hmm. if anybody needs to be Moxley, it has to be Kenny Omega. Nobody else. Yeah. Nobody else. 
That's crazy. Uh, by the way, I just pulled up Full Gear's uh, poster from last year. That shit looks mm-hmm. badass. I think Sam has it. But anyway, um, dale. So we let, let's kind of talk about the last two weeks when it comes to this subject. So Cody Rhodes, he came back. He had a dog collar match against um, Brody Lee mm-hmm. for the TNT Championship. Cody ends up winning the title back. Um, Transitional champion. Didn't like that. Go. Then he de- he defends it against Orange Cassidy this past week. He changes his hair back to blonde, and it ends up in a time limit draw. But then they over- already promoted that Darby Allen's going to get the next shot at the TNT Championship at full gear. What I would do here is because I like Brody Lee as champion, and I think there w- there could have been a way where we could have gotten this dog collar match without the title being involved, like. It could have just been a grudge match. Like, it didn't have to yeah. be for the championship. Like and maybe man that standing is, or something like that. Right. And then maybe Cody, you know, he seeks his revenge off Brody Lee. He he wins a, the dog collar match. And then maybe they could have done the title match some, at full gear or something like that. Where, you know, Brody Lee just defends the title and beats him. Yeah. It, Brody Lee still in the picture. Orange Cassidy now, he has a... I mean, he kind of has a, a, a whatchamacallit, a case here saying like, hey, Cody didn't beat me. I didn't lose. I, right. So I kind of now want to see like a four-way at full gear. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think a four-way makes sense here with mm. these individuals. Now, I, other than, than uh, Darby Allen being announced for full gear, have there any other matches been announced? Well, we're going to get the finals of the, of the world number one contendership tournament. Mm. And, you know, this leads me to my... Next uh, topic when it comes to AEW is this Eddie Kingston Moxley storyline. I would assume Eddie Kingston is going to get this title shot, which I'm okay with, but I feel like how we're getting there is kind of wishy-washy. And yeah. what I mean by that is, all right, Eddie Kingston, his whole case has been, I never got eliminated from the Battle Royal at all out, which is fine, mm-hmm. but he did get his title shot. He lost. And now he's still saying like, well, I didn't, I passed out. I didn't technically lose. Like I didn't say like, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I tapped out. I didn't sure. tap out or anything. So sure. I get the case because he's a heel. But at the same time, it's like if we're building to this program, can we give Kingston some wins here that, that leads them to this title match? Like, like I don't want to just see Kingston get, and I like Eddie Kingston. I don't mm. want to just see Eddie Kingston get this title shot just because he, he's claiming it. Like let's, Let's give Kingston work some on win it. here. Work on it. Holding to full gear. Yeah. So he could, like, he's not even getting wins. He's just, Kingston is just cutting promos, which he's cutting amazing promos. Mm-hmm. But all Kingston and the Lucha Brothers are doing is kind of attacking John Moxley every, every other week. Like, there's no, like, his promos are good, but the build to it is kind of fugazi. Well, and, and again, so once you look at it, right? You need a good build in order to sell that match. Right. In order to sell any match. So like, to be honest with you, you know, the build hasn't been that great for this title match. So in many ways, I kind of want to see if, if we do get Omega and Hangman as the main event. And no. that's not even for the title. Again, what are we doing? Right. What are we doing? Are are we looking into into this? Are we building something? Are we trying to get something to work? You know, it, I need to be emotionally invested in order to actually tune in and want to do something. You right. know, right now, 
I'm not emotionally invested because, tell you the truth, I don't even know why they're fighting. Right. There's not really a reason there. Like, Eddie Kingston keeps saying, like, hey, they have a background from coming from the Indies and stuff. Okay, but tell fine. me. Tell like me the, what that is. Like, the IWC knows that, but, like, they're not giving Kingston any – they're not even giving him matches or any credible anything for him to get this world title match. Yeah. And if – like, give him something. Give him something for him to have this claim, not just like, oh, well, I didn't tap out. Like, no, that's not – that's not no, you be, know that's, because to it, me that's to me dale. that's lazy booking. But of course, you you have so many so many finishes that you can go through, right? And unfortunately, in the wrestling world lately, we only go to the top five, top six, right? Right? Like, give me a, a double count out. Give me you know what I mean interference. Give me cheating. Give me you know, give me the heel trying to cheat, and then gets caught. You know what I mean? When was the last time you've seen that? Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, again, and, wh and why do we kind of push on this or harp on this? Because there's a lot of, and even in, in, the, in the independent scene, like a lot of people are phoning it in. What made a lot of these wrestling companies so good? WCW in this time, WWE when they first started, ECW, is that they pushed the envelope. Yeah. They pushed the envelope. I'm sorry. If you don't push the envelope, you're not going to involve. You're not going to move forward. You're not going to do any of that stuff. You know? So, right. again, I want to make sure, right, me as a fan, they need to do something to get me emotionally invested in what we're doing. You know what's the good thing that we're doing right now, Leo? Because no. we're we're being critical on AEW. Yeah. So when we bury WWE for the draft, they're not oh. gonna they're gonna be like, oh, you guys only bury WWE. At least we're being, you know, because we're we're kind of putting it in a like we're not favored. <sighs> you know, we're not being we're not playing favorites to either company here. You but, know, we, Mario. Like we have our criticisms on AEW, Mario. <laughs> From now Yo. on, we don't even have to say AEW or WWE. We can say nondescript wrestling company <laughs> has two of their main guys fighting for no reason or fighting <laughs> for something that happened outside of their realm. <laughs> nondescript wrestling company puts on a draft that looks more like a trade, but yet you still have guys show up on Friday. Look. And we're gonna touch on the draft. Let's just let's just cover some NXT stuff real quick before we, because we're gonna we're gonna spend some time on the draft. Because I have, whoo, do I have opinions on that? But, uh, yo, I don't know what's up with NXT, dude. I don't know if the NXT championships like cursed or something. If somebody did some brujeria to it, I don't know. But Finn Balor, Finn Balor cracked or fractured or broke his jaw I against think... his match against Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly ended up losing some teeth at NXT Takeover. Yeah, yeah. By the way, that match was amazing. Yes, it amazing was amazing fucking match. Stiff, but as fuck, <laughs> bro. God. This guy broke his jaw, right? Yeah. So he's MIA, and now the NXT championships in question. Uh, based on reports, I believe from PW Insider. No, it was Fightful. My mistake. Based on reports, WWE's trying to do everything in their power to not get this title stripped because they had to do the same thing with Killer Cross. You know, because Karrion Cross he fucked up his shoulder. Yeah. So he won the title and he vacated it 
the, the, that same week. Yeah. So Finn Balor, he's only been like champion, I think, for like a month, right? So you don't want him to just give up the championship. And it's so crazy because when he won the Universal title against Seth Rollins that year at SummerSlam, he had to vacate the title yeah. the following don't, day. Don't, don't give him a title. Just uh, just don't. Just, <laughs> just so, have, have him do whatever you need him to do. Just don't give him a title. <laughs> I do but, I do hope Finn Balor could bounce back from this. Like I really don't want to see him get stripped from this NXT championship. Yeah. No, and, and there, there's ways you could do it again. There's ways you could do it. You could put that into storyline. You know what I mean? Like he's supposed to be a heel, right? Put it into well, storyline. Uh, not anymore. I think he's more like a face. He's just like a badass face. Okay. So, but uh, again, put it into storyline. Tell me right. why he won't get in the ring. Like, we know he's got a broken jaw. But again, put that into storyline. You don't have to take the title away from him. Right. So, but anyway. Uh, so, so um, they announced that, that on TakeOver that Halloween Havoc is returning. Finally, WWE is yeah. using the Hall- Halloween Havoc um, banner, Fine. right? So, yeah. we're going to get Halloween Havoc, I believe, the last Wednesday of October, mm-hmm. and they and they also announced the return of Spin the Wheel, Make a Deal, which will play a part in the two title matches that's happening in Halloween Havoc. Johnny Gargano challenging once again for the North American Championship against my cousin Damian Priest, mm-hmm. and Candice LeRae uh, challenging Io Shirai for the Women's Championship. I thought you were um, say are my you cousin. excited for uh, the this gimmick match? Of course, thing? but. It- one thing that, that I heard, I, I forgot who said it, right? They were like, there's no other fan base that likes, um, Fuck, I the word. No, uh, nostalgia. There you go. Sorry. There's no other fan base that likes nostalgia more than wrestling fans. Bro, ever since WWE bought WCW out and they own the rights to all that shit, Halloween Havoc has been. That pay-per-view that wrestling fans have been fiending over. Like, why aren't you using Halloween Havoc? And you could tell Triple H, he loves, like, nostalgia and old school stuff. Of I think we've seen the return of In Your House and, and um, The Great American Bash, and now we're seeing Halloween Havoc. Great Balls of Fire. No. No. <laughs> but this is, what I, this is the only thing I care about about this special episode of NXT Halloween Havoc. I want to see the fucking inflatable pumpkin, and I want to see the Snickers thing. That's all I care about. I want to see the pumpkin. Give me the fucking pumpkin. I don't ask for much. All I want is a pumpkin. <laughs> all I want is a pumpkin. That's all I want. And we're also having Shotzi Blackheart. She's going to be the, the host of Halloween Havoc, which makes sense because, you know, she kind of plays to that, um, that kind of uh, gimmick, if that makes any sense. I'm actually pulling up the picture of WCW Halloween Havoc. <laughs> I forgot about the inflatable pumpkin. I want to see the inflatable pumpkin on <laughs> NXT. That's all I give a shit about. Okay. That's all I care about. I don't care what matches on the card. I know we're getting two title matches, but the rest of the card, I don't even care. I just want to see the inflatable pumpkin with the with the Snickers, uh, uh, you know, promo on. There. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I care about. But I, I like. What Triple H is doing with NXT, right? Right. By the way, first ever Halloween Havoc, 1989, October 28th. Ric Flair and Sting beat the Great Muda and Terry Funk in a Thunderdome match. Thunderdome match. (laughs) It's it's on the screen. I didn't make it up. Right there, Thunderdome match. Um, That was a Thunderdome match. 
Well, now so, supposedly it's called the Hell in a Cell. Anyway, so I like what Triple H is doing because you know what? You're mixing the old with the new. A lot of these people that are in wrestling, just like we are in what we do here, it's because we enjoy the product. We enjoy the product. We enjoy, and we grew up with this stuff. You can you can correlate things that happen in the world with what was happening in wrestling at the time. You could tell me who was president when um, the Undertaker broke his orbital bone. That's when we found out what the hell an orbital bone was. I didn't know what the hell it was before that. You know what I mean? I didn't know what Phantom of the Opera was until he showed up with a Phantom of the Opera freaking mask. But what I'm saying is this. I think that's where we're kind of having the disconnect. I need that on the main roster. I'm sorry. Right. I don't need it as a Wednesday special show for NXT. No. I need that as a motherfucking pay-per-view. Where you, want it, you want it as a legit pay-per-view. For what it was. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of like in the middle there because mm-hmm. I'm cool with special episodes of NXT. I'm cool with that. I like that. I think they did a great job with the Great American Bash besides the jack-off that spoiled the, yeah. the Keith Lee and Adam Cole finish. But besides that, Fuck I that actually guy. enjoy the Great American Bash, the two-night event. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I'm cool with the special gimmick NXT shows. But I do feel like a, a show like a Halloween Havoc, that should be its own separate, like, you know, like Entity. pay-per-view thing. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the last Halloween Havoc happened October 29th in 2000. You want to know what the main event was? No, I don't want to know what the main event was because 2000 was bad. Goldberg versus Chronic. All right, let's talk about the WWE draft. Two on one match. Come on, we can only go uphill from here. Uh- <laughs> oh no, it's not going uphill. It's going downhill. So I know. we got to talk about the draft, dude. Because Jesus Christ. Jesus so Christo. I was telling I was telling Leo this off air before we even started recording it or anything like that. I told mm-hmm. him last year when we talked about the draft, it was just a miss, and we called the episode "Draft Bust." Yes. This episode is going to be called Draft Botch because this draft was terrible. First of all, WWE really needs to watch like like sports drafts, right? Like the NFL draft and the NBA draft because the essence of those drafts, they make it feel big. Yeah. Yeah. And these drafts, I feel like they get worse and worse every year. And this one was terrible. Okay. Number number, one. Like to me. Champions shouldn't be involved in the draft, no. right? And and we're gonna and we're gonna break down every person that got drafted here. That should be like we're, the franchise, the franchise tag in uh, American football, right? Like, why is Drew McIntyre and this and this is the first two picks for both Raw and SmackDown? Like, why is Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns getting drafted? They're both the world champions on their brand. Yeah. They shouldn't be drafted, like at all. Then you have Oscar being drafted a Raw. But she's the Raw Women's Champion. And then here's where the draft technically really starts. SmackDown drafts Seth Rollins, which I'm cool with. That's clean. But then on Raw, they draft the Hurt Business, which in the past like month, maybe two months, the Hurt Business had been like in such a strong role on Raw. But that should have meant like that should have felt like a bigger deal. For example... MVP should be like on the phone, kind of negotiating contract with both Raw and SmackDown to see who cut gives away. them the be- right, who gives them b- the better offer. Yeah. And 
Now keep in mind, they draft the Hurt business as a whole. Yes. MVP, Sean Benjamin, yeah. Cedric Alexander, I, and, I know, I know and the you United know. States champion, Bobby Lashley. Keep that in mind. They drafted the Hurt business as a whole. So those are four wrestlers that you're mm -hmm. getting drafted in one pick. Mm -hmm. All right? Just remember so that. Shouldn't, shouldn't that be four picks? Just saying. Right. Okay. Oh, by the way, because Raw is three hours, and every round, Raw gets three picks, and SmackDown only gets two. So stupid. Okay? So stupid. So on the second round, you have AJ Styles going to Raw, which we know why he's going to Raw, because he's not working with Paul Heyman anymore. He's mm -hmm. like, fuck Heyman. Heyman's on SmackDown. Move me back to Raw. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Go. Sasha Banks stays on SmackDown. That's mm -hmm. fine. Naomi, right, which we haven't seen her in weeks. She gets drafted to Raw, okay? Bianca Belair gets drafted to SmackDown. And now you got the tag team, the women's tag champions now getting drafted to Raw, meaning they're still gonna appear on both brands, but until you know, when they ever whenever they lose the championships, they're gonna stay on Raw. Okay? That's that's round two. So I mean, I don't necessarily have anything bad to say about this one, but like the whole Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler thing, like they're champions. They're appearing on both shows. Like you didn't necessarily have to announce that. You know what I'm saying? It's stupid. <laughs> Dude. Do you, All right. Do you, and again, nostalgia. Do you remember the original drafts? And by the way, for the for the people that, that don't live in the States, what up to, to our boy Ben Cliff out in the UK? Basically what a draft is, and I'm pretty sure they do know, but I want to make sure because I want to explain exactly what it is. Because having Stephanie McMahon sit up there with a piece of paper. And the first draft goes to da-da-da. And the second draft goes to da-da-da. No. The whole idea of the draft is you don't know who's getting drafted. Right? Like, you don't know until that second. When the person opens up... You know, opens up the, 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 oh, and the draft goes to Raw chooses Oscar, right? That in itself is, by the way, I broke a paper I needed. But anyway, that in itself is. Hit yourself with the button, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that in itself, right, adds another layer to the show. You uh, Was it Bischoff and Flair going back and forth or was it Heyman? No, it was actually the first draft, I believe, it was Flair and Vince. Okay. So, okay. So, Flair and Vince, right? Have the Hurt Business, right? Again, fantasy booking. Supposedly, right, you have uh, um, Stephanie, right? But we all know Bruce Pritchard, right? And, and well, maybe not Paul Heyman, but Shane. Just, to, just insert Shane. Right? Like, you could just say, okay, you know what? Bruce Pritchard is going to do the, the, the draft for Raw, and Shane's going to do the draft for SmackDown. But build that up at least a week, right, to then have the Hurt uh, business come out and say, okay, what do you guys offer us? Again, that adds... They, 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 they don't... Do you ah. have the people that work for your company that could each represent their own brand? Where, where Shane, like you said, Shane does Raw and Bruce does SmackDown. Some they have the yeah. talent, but they're just not using them. Like, bro, the like, cutaways are Stephanie. Feel, like, make it feel like a big deal where both shows are actually trying to get the best talent. Instead, they give us this this hokey draft. 
that it's like for that, don't even do a draft. I ra I rather you give me the superstar shakeup, which you randomly appear but, like Kevin Owens goes to smack. Like that's give me what that it instead. is. That we we just got a superstar shakeup disguised as a draft. So so in round three, Ricochet stays on Raw, which. Listen, man, I, I'll be shocked if Ricochet signs like a new deal no. with WWE because they, they haven't done nothing with him, right? Jay Uso, not the Usos, just Jay Uso gets drafted to SmackDown, right? Now, keep in mind, I understand that he's in a few of Roman Reigns and Jimmy's hurt. I get that, right? But they just only draft Jay Uso. Just keep that one in mind, okay? Mandy Rose gets drafted to Raw. Mm -hmm. I have an issue with this. Go ahead. They announced Mandy Rose to Raw, yet it's only been a couple weeks since she made her Raw debut, which they fucking promoted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why? Why is she even a draft pick? Mm -hmm. Like, like it makes no sense. Yeah. So okay, it gets even better now. Both Ray and Dominic Mysterio get drafted to SmackDown as a package. Mm -hmm. They're not even a fucking tag team, but they get drafted as a package. Ray and Dominic Mysterio. <sighs> and then Miz and, and Miz and Morrison get drafted to Raw, which that's fine. That's clean because they're they're a tag team. All right? But keep in mind, right? But out of everybody, have, but out of everybody that you told me, that is the actual first pick that makes sense. Well, I mean, AJ Styles to Raw makes sense. Okay, no, no, but aside from him and Heyman not getting along, Right, 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 right. Right? Like, the one that actually makes sense on why you remove them are Miz and Morrison. Like, like to me, Ricochet, from round three, right? Ricochet, Jey Uso, and Mandy Rose shouldn't even be picks. And I'm going to tell you why. Ricochet's already on Raw. Why are we, why are we yeah, even announcing that, him as okay. a draft pick? So that's what threw me Jey off, Uso, too. He's already on SmackDown. He's on a program with Roman Reigns. Why is he even a pick? And then you have Mandy Rose... That she made her appearance on Raw a couple weeks ago. She just debuted on Raw a couple weeks ago. Now all of a sudden she's a draft pick. Like it, so it makes no sense. In in American football, there's a process, right? After the draft is over with, right? Where you get to sign undrafted free agents. Put that into storyline. Put that into the storyline. Have guys that are lower in the card fight for that option. Have your champion get the franchise tag, so then they don't get uh, they don't get to, to move on. Or have have that that match. Which, by the way, this is what fucking bothered me. Hold on, better day. Let me look for the picture because I need it. <laughs> the whole oh. handing of the titles over. Oh no! Don't don't go there yet. No don't no no go no. There yet. No real quick. We're gonna touch. No, don't go there yet. Come on. Don't go there yet. Come we're on. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna touch heavy anyway, on that. Don't anyway, go there yet. just just have a match. Just have a match. We're, all right. That's so it. Let's, let's so we're gonna go round four. So round four, right now. Keep in mind this this first uh, round of the draft, right, was on SmackDown. Yeah. So you have the new day. Just Kofi and Xavier go to Raw, and then Big E goes to SmackDown. Dana Brooke, she goes to Raw, but she was already in Raw, and she made her debut in Raw a couple weeks ago. So why is that even a pick? Otis stays on SmackDown, and then Angel Garza stays on Raw. So pretty much the only differences you have here, the only, I guess, shock value ones that we got was a New Day, which I have an issue with this. And it's not necessarily why the New Day split. It's have it makes sense. If the Hurt Business, right, that's why I told you, keep in mind about the Hurt Business getting 
yeah. drafted as a whole. Yeah. If the Hurt Business could stay as a whole, why is a New Day getting split up in theory? It makes no fucking sense. And I know some fucking jack-offs when I did the post, it was like, oh, well, they did everything with the New Day. What else can you do with them? It's not the point whether they did everything you can with the New Day or not. It's have it make sense. Are we going to call this them out? Not, Are we going to call them out? doesn't make Loqua sense. You know why this doesn't make sense? Because it's not like Big E turned on the New Day. He didn't. Loquacious noob. If, if, if they were trying to make Big E turn, like if... if a turn would have happened, I would have been maybe okay yeah. with it. But it just made no sense. You have the Hurt Business that have been running as a team for, what, like a couple of months, right? Yeah. Get drafted as a unit. Four months, I think. Get the New Day, <laughs> which every fucking previous draft in the past has been drafted as a unit. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, they're not drafted as a unit anymore. And, and, and we're not, not going to even touch yet on what happens on Monday when it comes to the ta no. tag team championship situation. We're going to no. get to that. But so what it I'm just makes it just makes no sense. Like, give me a reason why Big E is only getting drafted alone. Our boy X is saying, or if you do it, have someone get heat if you're going to break them up. You All have right. to. Right. So, now, so, so uh, hold on. Hold on. So th this, whole th this whole thing that happened on SmackDown, right? Why Why even have them come back? Like, the, the like. okay, like. Let's look at SmackDown as a whole, right? Like the, the whole show itself. So you start the draft. Wait, I'm on the other side of the screen. So you start the draft, right? You start the draft. You have Big E come on the screen. He he has that match with Sheamus, which he wins, right? Then you have Kofi Kingston come out of nowhere with a security shirt while wearing his pants, his wrestling tights. And then you have Xavier Woods come out with the same kind of security shirt, but still wearing his wrestling pants. Like, to me, that was a waste of time. If you were going to break them up, then have them come back. is a waste of time. Have them come back the week before and then build to the draft and them getting them, you know, separated. Thank You know what, thank Because we're only halfway through the draft oh and we already went like on a rant, right? But thank God for like the WWE diehards. We had our criticism about AEW like before we started talking about this because they would be like, oh, you guys are just burying WWE. According to Dave Meltzer. Fuck that guy. Uh, Mario, breathe. <laughs> People are telling you to breathe, Mario. <laughs> All right. So round five, which which I think this was round. this was, didn't even this Single. didn't even um they didn't make it I on think TV. They announced this like not even I think they announced this like on their social media. This didn't yeah. even happen live on SmackDown. Which is you have Humberto, he stays on Raw. Murphy goes to SmackDown. Drew Gulak stays on Raw, which, once again, just like Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, he surprisingly got drafted to Raw weeks ago. But now we got to make the official announcement on this stupid fucking draft that nobody gives a shit about. Mm -hmm. Callisto stays on SmackDown, and then Tucker moves to Raw, which means Otis and Tucker are split up, which, me personally, I really don't give a shit, but... I, like, it's a taxi, so whatever. I, I, they, I don't like them. Up. I don't like them anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, well, if Sam was on the show, he would be all over. Well, Sam's show. not here, but we're here. <laughs> I don't like them. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's move. Let's talk about the the day night two of the draft. Night two. So, <laughs> round one, the fiend gets drafted <laughs> to Raw. Big pick. Nothing wrong there. Okay. okay, but but okay, but that was on TV. That's how you start the show. That's how you get people talking. Right, that, right, okay. Again, Bailey. the only pick that has made sense up to now, aside from 
you know, whatever the fuck I said before. Go, Daddy. You said, uh, I believe the the two the the picks that you said from the first draft that actually made sense. One was AJ, and the other one was Miz and Morrison. Yeah. Okay, but how many picks have we had? Fifteen already. Twenty. Dude, I lost count. Twenty-five. <laughs> lost count. Twenty-five <laughs> picks. Okay. <laughs> Twenty-five picks over two shows. Tell me one person in basketball. Because by the way, basketball you only get good players like in the first round. In football, you have more of a chance because there's more. I, 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 I like numbers. Um, but tell me a guy who was drafted twenty-fifth or lower. <laughs> All right, let, let's let's get to it because Bailey gets stays on SmackDown. Which, By the way, Tom Brady well, was drafted 199th. Go, that go, goes back to what I'm saying about champions getting drafted. Yeah, like like that was a, that's Drew, a given. Listen, Drew McIntyre, uh, Roman Reigns, and Bailey should not even be part of the draft. No, not at all. What? What do you want? The draft sucked. We're on the air. What? No. <laughs> Guy, I don't know. I'm screaming at everybody. <laughs> That's what the WWE does to me. Okay. So Randy Orton stays on Raw. Yeah. Okay. The Street Profits, which are the Raw tag team champions, get drafted to SmackDown. And we're, we're, we're about to touch on that, all right? So relax, Leo. Because <laughs> I see you already about to lose it. And Charlotte Flair, who is injured right now. Well, injured. She might not be injured. She's on a hiatus. She, she gets drafted. She gets drafted. She's probably getting to, something wrong. Which she hasn't been on TV in a while, right? But they made her a pick. But you could also say the same thing about Jimmy Uso. Yeah. Like if Jimmy Uso, you know, he's injured and stuff. Like if you were gonna just announce that Jay Uso is gonna stay on SmackDown, why didn't you just say the Usos are gonna stay on SmackDown? Like of it just makes no sense. So let's talk about this tag team title situation because. Listen, you want to talk about lazy booking here. Jesus Christ. This is awful. Awful. This is terrible. So you have this segment backstage with the Street Profits and New Day are, are kind of talking to each other. And you have uh, my man, um, what's his face? The Adam Pierce. Yeah, Adam Pierce, which he's an official both on Raw and SmackDown, okay? He's telling he's telling uh, the New Day and the Street Profits, Listen, we came, we've come to agreement with both brands. All you got to do is just hand over the titles. Like, switch, just, you know, hand it over to each other. That, and that's it. So, not only do they just hand over the titles to each other, right? Their title reign, right? Both the New Day and Street Profits. And on that day, and starts a new title reign for the actual titles they're holding now. How did you there lose it? Match. There was no nothing. How nothing. Did, how did you lose it? They never lost it. They just here. I know. Here, here. It's like it's like you know, just here, here, bro. In a perfect world, in a perfect world, because they they, they could have gone around this a whole bunch of different ways. All right, in a perfect world, right. They would have just unified the titles somehow. They would have uni- They would have done a unification match. And we could have just won, just had one set of tag titles. Because let's be honest here, the tag team division in WWE is terrible. We we, we just the- need we 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 could we just need one tag team division in Raw and SmackDown. Okay, I I I love putting you on the spot because it's awesome. Because now people also learn with us. By wrestler, which wrestler has won the most tag team titles? What? By wrestler, which wrestler has won the most? Tag team titles. You talking about just one wrestler? 
one wrestler. And it's not Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn has 10 title reigns. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, go. Edge? I don't know. Yeah, 12 times. Oh, shit. <laughs> 12 times. Now, he's not the one with the most days as tag team title. That actually goes to Mr. Fuji, who in five ta tag team title reigns has held the title for 932 days. So there you go. So, <laughs> shit, we learned. There was a there was a bunch of different ways you could have done this. First of all, as much as I love the new day, they didn't technically have to win the SmackDown tag titles. I mean, yeah, the SmackDown tag titles. They didn't have to win that. All right, they they could have they could have went to Raw and defeated the Street Profits with the the tag titles. They could have done that, and then the SmackDown tag titles could have still stayed with Sheamus and with Sheamus with Cesaro and Nakamura. That could have happened. Uh, but okay, or okay. You could have done that. Also, the Street Profits could have dropped the Raw titles against someone in Raw. They could have done that too. Or what they could have done is, <clears throat> what's happened besides the, the the weak tag division in WWE? What has been the biggest criticism when it comes to the tag team titles? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> the one? fact that both championships are disgusting. They're ugly, of right? Ugly That's been one of the biggest criticisms, right? Yeah. So this is just on the fly here. You know what you could have done? You have both the Street Profits that are tag champions going to SmackDown now, but they're the Raw champions, right? You got the New Day, which are the SmackDown champions, but now they got drafted to the Raw. Why don't you just hand them, <laughs> both teams, a new set of designs, right? Because uh -huh. nobody likes these designs. And call one set the WWE Tag Team Championships, and call the other set the Universal Tag Team Championships. Like they done, they 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 done it before. Like you don't have to call them the Raw Tag Team Champions and the SmackDown. Like you yeah, don't have stupid. to do that. Uh, July nineteenth, two thousand sixteen, the reintroduction of the brand split. The WWE Tag Team Champions, the New Day, Big E, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods were drafted to Raw. During the 2016 draft, the title was renamed Raw Tag Team Champions after SmackDown introduced their title. This was in 2016. So when you originally did some kind of draft, you drafted them together. That's what I was telling you before, bro. Four years before. Four years before. Again. All right. Have let's, let's move. Have a triple threat or, or have them do it. They, they, listen, they could have <sighs> they could have done so many different things when it comes to the, this situation with the tag team championships. But no, they went. No, you. you what, bro, they, bro. It's like they sat in a meeting and they were like, "What's the laziest thing we could fucking do?" Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's pass just hand over the championships to each other. That's it. Hey, hey, pass me that paper. <gasps> I got an idea. Why don't they just pass the titles on TV? Boom, there it is. Like really, really? Like I w I would have loved to see these two go and have a match. Well, listen, Leo, we're not done yet because we got more we got more rounds to talk about drafts. Okay, sure. once again, same issue to. that I've been saying about Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose. I don't want to. Um, and there's another one that I mentioned right now that <sighs> that was, you know, that uh, Drew Gulak. Gulak. Braun Strowman is now drafted to Raw. Which in recent weeks, I thought he was on Raw. Seeing him on fucking Raw. Yeah. So why, why? Okay. Daniel Bryan, he stays on SmackDown. Matt Riddle gets drafted to Raw. Kevin Owens gets drafted to SmackDown, and now Jeff Hardy 
gets drafted to Raw. So Matt Riddle, Jeff Hardy, and Kevin Owens, those were the legit draft changes, which is fine. I'm cool with that. But, like, I don't think a draft pick should be acknowledged when it's a, what's an, an individual that's actually staying on their own brand. No. Like, why is that even a draft pick? No, it should, it should never be. <sighs> The thing that threw me off the most, and again, I am not a, a, a viewer of WWE and all their fucking 39,000 hours a week of content, right? How do I watch it? I watch it on like little clips here and there. I follow our page at Lucha Outsiders. If you don't follow it, go ahead and follow it now. But what threw me off was if I'm not, and again, the way that I look at it is like this. Somebody from the outside looking in, right? This whole thing of the draft was to get people involved to get people's eyes talking right oh we're talking about it <laughs> yeah but not in the way that you want it no 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 not at all again all right. and, and i was Let's... lost in the whole thing like are they still in smackdown were they in smackdown before like again it didn't have that big time feeling like oh shit seth rollins is on smackdown I had to so actually it, search. It, it, it's it's been it's just it's just been terrible. But don't worry, because you're gonna you're gonna lose your shit even more with this next round. Okay. Do Retribution I... gets drafted to Raw. Okay. Where now Raw before already? before you lose it, let's okay. let's let's okay. continue with the rest of the picks. All right. Lars Sullivan, which nobody gives a fuck about, he I gets drafted to SmackDown. Keith Lee stays on Raw. King Corbin stays on SmackDown. Alexa Bliss. Gets drafted to Raw. So Alexa Bliss, out of that whole round, is the only one that makes sense going to Raw, especially with the Fiend storyline. Yeah. Now, let, let's cover the grounds here. Retribution. So if we rewind back, Mustafa Ali gets uh, uh, revealed as being one of the, the leaders or the head guy in Retribution. I, I if Listen, I ho really hope they do something with Mustafa Ali here because he's a talented performer. Yeah. But at the same time, he was supposed to have this big promo revealed this past Monday, and they cut that out of the show. So you're already like, I don't know. You're already like shitting on it. That's like that's like shitting harder than Underground. Go ahead. Why is Retribution even in this draft? It's already bad enough that all of a sudden they have contracts on Raw, but now Retribution, which their mission is to seek Retribution in WWE and destroy WWE, now they're getting they're in the draft and we're drafting them in raw. We're gonna draft the poison that's gonna infect the WWE. We're gonna draft the this unit of people, the stable of people that wants to ruin WWE and destroy Raw. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna draft them on our brand. Yeah, that makes sense, right, Leo? Yeah, it does. It makes sense, makes perfect sense. <laughs> <sighs> All right. <laughs> Lars Sullivan. Why is this guy on my TV, dude? Like, I'm not even gonna talk about like you mean, the you, shit that, that you came mean out this week. You mean Yoga Sullivan? I'm not. Listen, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna touch on that. But, bro, nobody cares about this guy. He's no different from Sninsky, Mike Knox, Heigenwright, Matt Morgan, uh, Tyson Tomko, Luther Reigns. He's no different from any of those guys. Nathan Jones, like. Yo, this dude is so trash. And it's not that he's even bad in the ring. It's just nobody cares about him. No. Nobody. Nobody cares about him. And, and you don't get you don't give me a reason. TV? He's just awful. You don't make you don't give me a reason to want to care for him either. 
not only that the fact that he might that he potentially is a shitty person outside of this, it's just bro, this guy is just he's just oh man. It's just like every time I see him, it's just cringe. It's just like ugh. I Why? I know. I know. I know. But that's what Vince McMahon wants. <laughs> All right. There's not really much to say about uh, Keith Lee and King Corbin staying on their their brands. But Alexa Bliss, she's on Raw now. Because that's the one that Our makes sense. Four. Yeah, round four. So we got the returning Elias. Now he's on Raw. Uh, he hit Jeff Hardy with a guitar, which... Which this I gotta give credit to WWE because it kind of tied it together. Because remember, remember when they, um, Jeff Hardy was feuding with um, Sheamus mm -hmm. and they did this whole uh, car accident thing, and yes. Elias was the guy that 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 got hit. Yeah, remember they blamed it on Jeff Hardy. Well, yep. it kind of ties it together, even though Jeff Hardy wasn't the the, the guy that did it. But still, it doesn't it, matter. They, I like the how they tied that loose end. Sami Zayn stays on SmackDown. Why is that even an announcement? Lacey Evans now goes to Raw. Don't care about Lacey Evans. Cesaro and Nakamura stay on SmackDown. Like I said, they're already on SmackDown. That should not be a draft pick. And Sheamus goes to Raw. Um, you know, in theory, Elias, Lacey Evans, and Sheamus are the only ones that make sense in theory of being draft picks. But, okay, so you don't need five announcements to make two. Right, right, You don't right. need 20 announcements to make five, I think we've gotten so far. That makes mm -hmm. sense. And it's more than 20, Leo. It's like 39. <laughs> Dude, so much. Okay, round five, you got Nikki Cross getting drafted to Raw. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode are getting drafted to SmackDown. R-Truth gets uh, stays on Raw. Apollo Crews gets drafted to SmackDown. And Daba Kato gets um, drafted to Raw. Who? Um, that's that big dude. Yeah, um, I know. I know who it is. I don't care about him. <laughs> well, Dabakato and R Truth have been. We've seen them on Raw. So why are they even announced exactly. as Raw? Nikki Cross, she's coming for SmackDown. That makes sense. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, them getting drafted to SmackDown makes sense because you know they, you know they are coming from Raw. And Apollo Cruz, listen, you already know my feelings on Apollo Cruz. I think he's boring as shit. Uh, <laughs> but it does make sense him getting drafted to SmackDown because he's coming for Raw. You got nothing to say about that, do you? No, because again, like, and 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 this is our show, right? Right. But right. I checked out after the second round, <laughs> and and not saying check out as we're going through it, because again, I I went and I looked for this information because I wanted to right. see what they were going to do, and plus right. I, I needed to learn about it so we can have a. a, a an intelligent conversation about it. I'm not just going to sit here and talk out of my ass. But I checked out after the second round. Why? Because by the time I went and I looked at the first five people and three of those people were champions and two of those people have been on, like, you're wasting my time. Right. I get more from the draft by tuning in Monday than I did the last two Mondays. <sighs> All right, let's move on to round six because it, it gets round even shitty. Six. All right, round what? six. Titus O'Neil, which we haven't seen this guy on TV for God knows how long, right? And there's no disrespect to Titus O'Neil because I like him as a human being. Titus but he, gets, but he gets drafted to Raw. He stays on Raw. Why is that a pick? Carmel stays on SmackDown. She's a, she pick. was already on SmackDown, debuting this like new 
uh, untouchable gimmick. Peyton Royce, she's been on Raw. She stays on Raw. Alistair Black gets drafted to SmackDown. That makes sense because he's coming from Raw. And Akira Tozawa, he stays on Raw. This is, once again, it's just some of these picks, it's like they're they're not even picks. They're, they're just announcements saying like, hey, so-and-so is still on our, our brand. Okay, but, but okay. Again, do Keep it. Keep in mind. Hold on, wait. Titus O'Neil, which is a guy that we haven't seen in weeks. No. I mean, no. Months was ahead of a Aleister Black. What? Okay. Now, if you start going down that way, <laughs> it's going to get even worse. Why? Because none of this shit makes sense. None of this right. makes sense. Speaking of make, not making sense, in round seven, Lana stays on Raw. And not only does she stay on Raw. She somehow now has a women's championship match against Asuka this coming Monday, tomorrow. Why? What they're doing? Listen, and, and, and listen, Lana's not a worker. All right, she's not. She's not a wrestler. Okay, she she's known for being such a great manager. You know what her days of Rusev, right? But man, the treatment that Lana's getting—it's like, why did you even resign her? Like, yo, she is getting, like, do you see what they're doing to her on TV? She gets put through a table by Nia Jax every single week. Like, that's how petty WWE is because Miro cut that promo on, on AEW yeah, but, a month ago. But you know, you know that that's what they were going to do. You know that that's what they were But it's not looking right. To the, but is any of this right? No, it's not. Okay, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Why? Why? Oh my God. Why are we? <laughs> and, and and I understand why we're doing this, but like we give so much, right? To get to be let down every week, we give so much time. I won't say every week, Leo, because I and it's listen. I won't say everything about WWE is bad. I'm not gonna do that. All right, because there is some stuff that is good. Like the Hurt Business, I'm a big fan of the Hurt Business. I'm a big fan of what they've been doing with Roman Reigns. There is some stuff that is good. Sami Zayn being IC champion, I think that's great. I think the tease that we got this past week of a potential Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan program, I think that's great too. Mm -hmm. But there's just some things that is just lazy booking, including this draft. Look, look, Natalya going to SmackDown, that makes sense. Riddick Moss, like who gives a shit about Riddick Moss? No no disrespect to the guy. Nobody gives a shit about him. Guess what? He's been raw and nobody cares about him. Riot Squad going to SmackDown, okay, that makes sense. Arturo Arturo Ruha, who the fuck is that? Arturo Gotti. He's a good boxer. That's all I know. Hey, bro, this draft has been this this might be one of the worst drafts ever. Because nothing made sense about this draft. Nothing. What we want, right? <laughs> what we want as fans is something to watch. Right? That's all we want. That's all we want. And unfortunately, and this is why I said what I said before. So Right now, we do our show, right? We're on an hour and 30 somewhat that I've been recording, right? Yeah. But we're not phoning it in 90% of the time, right? Maybe on some things. Maybe some things I didn't watch and I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right, Mario, and I don't like this, right? But what I'm saying is this. What WWE is doing to us right now in a three-hour show, they're phoning it in for two hours and 55 minutes, and that is not counting, the commercials. 
So to me, it's a slap in the face as a fan. But like, dude, I'm investing my time, which my time is very valuable, right? I'm investing my time to take the time to sit down and watch your shit, to sit down and watch your show. For you to tell me that your champion is staying on your show, of course he's staying on your show. Why? Why is it like? Why is that even a draft pick? Like it just. I'm telling you, dude, this might be the worst draft they've ever done. Do you, it's just no, nothing made sense. Nothing. Do you remember the first draft where everybody, every single wrestler was We're sitting sitting down in, and that shit was a shoot where when someone was getting drafted, a lot of people were pissed off. You remember The Undertaker's face? Yeah. Do you remember uh, Devon and, and Bubba Ray? Like, yeah, getting split up. Okay, but that's how you do it. That is literally how you do it. And then, like I said, there were just too many holes to it. Like, and listen, I love the Hurt Business. I'm glad that they're still together. But it's like, have things make sense. Like, why is the New Day getting split up if they've never been split up before? And I get it. Some of the jackoffs and that, 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 that you know, that, that follow us said, like, oh, well, they did everything they, they can with the New Day. It's not about that. It's have it make sense on paper. Like, why is the New Day getting split up if they've always been drafted as a whole, but yet Dominic and Ray are getting drafted together. There's no logic there. It's stupid. It's stupid. I'm sorry. It's stupid. That's what it is. That's what it feels like. Again, they they are... They're messing with, with my head, in a way. Like, I'm not that stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I could put two and two together, you know? And And what ends up happening is, like, now you have... Now you have all this stuff happening, right? Which is stupid. Again, don't insult my intelligence. If a guy's going to stay on your stuff, don't draft him. He's already there. It's it, it's just a waste of a time. Like and, and like I said, I like Titus, but why is he even a draft pick? This is a guy we haven't seen in weeks, months. He hasn't had a, 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 a role on the show, like a big-time role in God knows how long. Why is this even a pick? It's just, dude, this is, it's been terrible, man. And I don't know. (laughs) All right, Leo. That's it. I don't don't know how we could clean this up to end the show in a positive way. You can't clean this up. You can't. I'm going to try to clean it up. I'm going to try to clean it. Next week, we, we, we do have two shows. We have, um, we have two shows. I think we have on Saturday, we have Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory, mm-hmm. which if you guys haven't been watching Impact Wrestling, watch the product because it's good. Listen, this is a brand, all right, with no fans and not even wrestlers sitting at ringside still have my attention span for two hours. I don't yeah. know how they're doing it, but the product is really, really good. So shout out to Impact Wrestling. That's happening on Saturday. And then Sunday, you have Hell in the Cell. So mm-hmm. we can only hope that... You know, it'll be a good show, right, Leo? <laughs> I think my viewership is getting drafted to uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> to Triple A. <laughs> Le- Leo, what's your plugs, bro? <laughs> X is saying the take a reaction was amazing. What up to Gabriel Soto and everybody? It was a shoot, was brother. It was a shoot. But okay, but they played with my intelligence the way you're supposed to, right? They play with my intelligence the way, like, is it real? Like, he, yo, like, he's really 
pissed off. Yeah. He doesn't want to go there. Right? <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. I got nothing. Losradio.com. That's it. That's all I got. All right. <laughs> you can follow me at... <laughs> You can follow me at Radio Arts 87, but make sure you follow us everywhere at Lucha Outsiders, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, even though we don't put nothing on Twitter because that's not my handle. That was supposed to be Sam, but I'm sure he's not doing nothing with it, but still follow us there. Follow us everywhere. And if we're, you we're going to call Sam the, the John Cena of Twitter. <laughs> if you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show and leave us a five-star Frostbite rating review, comments, grievances, better than one of us. Most likely be Leo or me or Sam that's not here. And that is it. Bro, I told you I was going to go on rant about this draft. Because this draft, this draft was terrible. Everything about this draft was terrible. Like, I tune in when I tune in, right? I'm like, okay, I want to watch it. And then I'll make my own decision. As I was watching this train wreck, I was already thinking of shit that I wanted to talk about on how bad it was. But I was watching it. Dude, it, it was nothing that's, about this draft made sense. Nothing. And I feel why. like if Sam was here, he would try to make sense of some of the stuff. But it just, it, 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 you can't. You really can't. Wow. <laughs> but but <sighs> listen, we, we not only did criticize WWE, we criticized AEW on some stuff too. But you, it wasn't just one-sided here. But what's wrong Like it, it 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 bothers me, and and I think and I think it's funny because everybody's like, oh, if I was Vince man, I would do this, I would do this, I would do that, right? Dude, just put a fucking show together, bro. Just just put, put on a show and the stories that you're telling. This draft just felt like an entanglement. Make, yes, it did. Make. Make things logical. That's it. If you're going to do something for one thing, do it for everything else. We got played. We got played. We got played. That's what we got. We got played. Well, well at least Kota Bushi won the G1. All right? That's some positive news, right? Yeah, but that's not WWE. Go. It's New Japan. Go. All right. For the old man, Leo. For Sammy Suplex. I'm your shooting Mr. Radar. Keep Radar. And take this one.